Welcome to Advance Your Hockey, the number one podcast for hockey parents. We believe that hockey is more than just a game. It's a way of life. And we want our children to not just survive, but thrive in this intense and challenging environment. In this podcast, we are going to discuss the many challenges that come up in a child's journey through hockey, as well as interview successful parents and players to learn how they navigated life through hockey. Thank you so much for listening in. We are very excited to share the valuable information needed to help your child advance in their career. In today's episode, I'm going to interview a former teammate and good friend, Sahir Gill. Sahir is also going to be a co-host with me. But for this episode, we thought it would be best to share his story because it relates to everything we are wanting to do with this podcast. So thanks for listening and enjoy the interview. It's an absolute honor to introduce our guest and my fellow co-host to the show. He grew up in the small northern town of Terrace, BC. At just 12 years old, he moved to Vancouver to pursue his dream of playing in the NHL. At 16 years old, he made the highly coveted Vernon Vipers of the BCHL, where he won his first of back-to-back national championships. He then went on to play at the prestigious Boston University, where he put up 78 points over three seasons. He then went on to have a nine-year professional career playing in the ECHL, AHL, Austria, and Germany. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome to the show, Sahir Gill. Yeah, Wally, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you thinking about me first and foremost for for the podcast to to be able to do this together. You know, I think this is going to be is going to be so cool to to kind of dive into to our stories and then you know obviously what we want to accomplish with with the message that we want to uh, to be able to share and the value we want to provide. I really uh, you know I really believe in it and and like I said, honored that you that you thought about me. So thanks for thanks for having me on and thanks for for this journey that we're about to set off on. I'm excited. Once you decided that you're gonna, you know, join this, I'm with me. I was super, super pumped because I feel like your story is very, very similar to mine. I know that you grew up in a small town from a, you know, small northern town in British Columbia, and you made your way to eventually play junior A with the Vernon Vipers, where we met, and uh, you know, win a national championship, and then went on to BU, had a good career there, and then went on and played pro in the AHL, and then over in. Uh, in Europe, I'm in Germany. So I know I followed your career this the whole way. And um, it's I'm super, super excited to to get you on this, on this podcast with me. And I, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get her going and, and hear your story. Yeah, man, it's kind of funny to think, uh, you know, where our paths first met, our cross was kind of like at a halfway point, almost, you know, the career of, of minor hockey and coming up, uh, you know, and getting to junior and, and that just being like, such a highlight, you know, really. I mean, I think everyone dreams of like getting obviously to the uh, to the NHL, but junior, I think, is kind of like really a benchmark, you know, like when you make junior A it, it, uh, or junior, um, you really feel like that's such a big step as, as far as like getting to your goal. I mean, minor hockey, you know, you're going to play no matter what, you know, and you got good players all around you, but um, to make that jump to junior was cool and, and to, to kind of go through that uh, together, um, was was really cool as well because uh, the first year that I was with the Vipers, you know, there was really no young guys. You know, everyone was either two, three, uh, four, and five years older. Um, you know, and then when we uh, were on the team together, the second year, it was finally like a couple of young guys, uh, you know, to run around together and, and being in school together and, and all that kind of stuff. And those were those are some uh, some fond memories of mine for sure. Just like uh, like I said, like such a dream come true to 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 make junior to play junior, and then obviously uh, like 
like we see that that friendships uh, from that time can can live on for quite some time. I want to start at the beginning. You know, give us a quick overview of your hockey career from you know when you started playing to where you ended up and the changes and the the different teams that you went th- through during your whole hockey career. Yeah, I mean, I you know I grew up uh, with with parents that grew up in India, so they uh, you know they really didn't know anything about hockey. That's for sure. Um, we grew up in Terrace, BC, which was. It was a small town in northern in northern BC, and and like most uh, most towns, hockey is it's kind of everything. Every I feel like every kid uh, gives it a shot. And I had a brother that was six years older, so um, you know I was always obsessed with him. And and just you know, as siblings uh, tend to do, they follow each other around. And and he was always at the rink. Uh, you know, being six years older, he was already uh, playing hockey by the time I came in the world. So I, I grew up at the rink in that sense. And you know, I remember having an old Titan stick and banging that around in the garage and. And just always uh, loving the game, and I was thankful and grateful that my parents, um, you know, that they put me into the game. Um, and it was just kind of right away. I just, you know, and to this day, um, you know, the, the love that I have for the game just it, it's all I really know. Like my first early memory is just that I love hockey. Um, you know, and being at the rink all day long, uh, whether it's you know tournaments that were hosted there, and and just being there and running the scorekeeper's box. I just always loved the game. Um, you know, and I got to. Uh, you know, be a part of, uh, you know, some, some teams over there. And I was fortunate actually playing in Terrace, um, Darcy Mallet, he was the coach, but, uh, they decided to do a tournament down in Vancouver. Um, you know, and I was only six years old, I think maybe. And that kind of opened up, I think my parents eyes a little bit as far as like, well, like there's what's, what's this hockey thing, you know, like you're in Terrace, you're in this little bubble and it's like, it's a fun game for, for your kids to kind of get involved with. But then there's being like, wow, there's like, there's a lot of opportunity in this game, you know? And so I, I played my, my uh my minor hockey terrace but you know from that age on i pretty much would go down uh in the springtime you know it started with just my dad um me and him would drive uh so you know for the spring and summer seasons uh of, of spring hockey um he'd drive me on the weekends so we'd leave like thursday thursday after school and he'd drive through the night and we get there um for friday um get to hang out on a friday and we go um you know if there's practices or games whatever there was and and you know that would wrap up uh Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and after the whatever the last game was Sunday, if it was a tournament or if it was just a league play or if it was a practice, um, you know, we get back in the in the van and he'd drive me back uh, 16 hours from Vancouver back to Terrace. And, I'd, you know, we'd roll into town and we put the middle seat down and, and it, was a, it was a bed in the back. So I got to sleep in the back and he was up front driving and we'd roll into town right in time for, for school Monday morning. And he just Come dropped on. Yeah, he, he just dropped me off. Uh, he dropped me off right at school, and then he'd go home and crash, and then he'd have to go to work. You know, so um, just, wow. just uh, you know. And then eventually, they ended up having a flight to uh, Terrace to Vancouver that was you know, pretty affordable. Direct, it was a new new airline, and and I was able to fly down. Uh, and I flew as a minor, and I'd have uh, a family on the other side from the from the team I was playing on that would uh, that would pick me up, and and you know, I get to stay with them, and. Um, you know, when I was, I think, 12, I decided, uh, my parents decided that it was best for me, uh, just based off of, you know, having a little success uh, doing that in the summer tournaments in the spring hockey to be down there full time. So I went down and played for the Burnaby Winter Club when I was uh, in Pee-wee, um on a team just, you know, full of guys that full of great players, you know, and it was just probably one of my first experiences of being like, like there's everyone on that team was a stud, you know, and everyone like was, was really serious about hockey. And I was coming from Terrace where, 
everything was just about fun, you know, but you know, guys were, guys were interested in other things. It wasn't all about hockey. I um, mean, these guys were all about hockey and I got a little taste of that summer hockey, but to be there full time and, and just kind of see what it was like uh, to move up to the next level was pretty eye opening and, um, you know, pretty homesick and stuff as well. Uh, at that age, I was 12 and it's just, it seemed like a lot, I think to me is exactly what I wanted to do, but just, you know, just a lot of change in my life, you know, and, and, uh, from from then, uh, it kind of bounced around in Vancouver a little bit. Uh, Burnley Winter Club. I, I hurt my knee in a summer tournament. Played uh, double A for the New West Bruins, which was you know honestly probably one of my funnest funnest years of hockey I've ever had. Um, just a an awesome group of guys, and I went to school with a lot of them. And and um, there just wasn't really like the pressure that I grew up uh, of just like you know making it to the NHL or like I, I felt that from a young age, and, and that was just like a reality that my parents. Uh, um had thought i guess for me and and you know i think there was a lot of like the way my life was structured was all to kind of move in that direction and these guys were all like about love love and life and and friendships and, and enjoying the game for the right reasons and that really was was a, a year that stands out for me man uh, that's for sure because you know the next year i end up back in, in abbotsford and it's the same thing where it's it's all it's all serious and that's um you know which was which was great but i think it was important to have that year where where I was really just able to to be one of the guys um, and just love hockey for the for the reasons that it's why it's great, right? The teammates and the camaraderie with the boys and um, getting to score some goals and just like you know that the, just the good feeling of having a role on a team and, and trying to win some games, you know, and not have it be about being evaluated or have it be like some race about getting to like a certain level. So you got you went there and you got cut that year and then you had to play double A. Well, I missed. The, I would have to miss the tryouts because I was going to go to Abbotsford, um, and I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't have been able to make it uh, in time for tryouts, and so they told me that um, I wouldn't be able to play for the AAA team because it wasn't fair um, to play on that team. And so, you know, because I, I missed, I would have missed like the first maybe month or two months uh, of that season. And so we were living in New Westminster, and so it was just down the street, and that was kind of the only place to go because I left the Burnley Winter Club already. So, so how old were you at this time? What year was this? There, that was uh, thirteen. Thirteen. So first, second year Pee Wee. It was um, first year, first year Bantam, and then second year Bantam. I went to Abbotsford, and then first year Midget um, Penticton. I was there for OHA, um, and then sixteen. I went to juniors um, in, in Vernon there. So you know, I was like I said, it just always felt like I was kind of like on a fast track, uh, or like just on like a race or you know, there's a goal in line and it just felt like the, there was a clock on it. Um, and that year really, that year really meant a lot to me. You know, there's some guys that I'm still uh, friends with or some guys that I know that if I saw them again, uh, it would be like, you know, like no time had passed, you know, and, and um, as far as my hockey career goes, you know, that other people might see a lot of other highlights to it, you know, but for me, that was a year that, that kind of stood out. Um, that's for sure. And after juniors or sorry, I went to juniors for, for 16 was with Vernon. Um, you know, got drafted by Vancouver. Was, I thought I was going to go a lot higher than I was going to go. And, and, you know, didn't end up going until uh, somewhere in the fifth round. I think it was their, their second pick in the fifth round. Um, you know, went to Vernon at 16. The campus before uh, Vancouver's, you know, I made the team and, and Ferns came out. I remember to the parking lot and said, hey, like, um, you got a spot, you know, on the team. And I like, one of those things where I still get like goosebumps. Wow. Of, That's uh, amazing. But, yeah like something you just like you'll never forget you know like there's certain things about your career that just like you know like i literally got chills just there right like it's just goals and stuff are nice but like things like that you know 
really stuck out, uh, stuck out. Um, and I went to Vancouver for like one practice and I, I got off the ice and I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm out of here. I want to go be a Viper. Like I just had such a great feeling from that, from that camp and that team and, and Ferns and winning a national championship. And then next year, uh, you know, I ended up in the USHL for, for half a season and then came back, uh, to Vernon and we were able to, to go and win it again and, and get to go back to back. And, um, you know, that was the year that we played together, obviously. Yeah. Um, Unreal. just, yeah. Like, you know, I just even seeing the smile on your face and you know, almost like looking in the distance because I'm the same way. Like you can just kind of close your eyes and go back to, to the, to those years. Right. And, and, and some of the memories and some of the, I can close my eyes and remember the clock hitting zero of the final championship game. And, just being so happy and seeing everyone hop the bench and just yardy all their gear. It was, it was something that I'll never, never forget. And it's like you said, it's, it's like you can picture it crystal clear. You can. Yeah. And I, you know, I walked by the, the, the Vipers dressing room and, and you see pictures and it was like a couple of pictures from the dressing room, even like after we won and guys like, you know, we we're, we we're kids or whatever. Right. But I mean, we went to the, to Boston pizza for some drinks after, but in the room, there was nothing. We just had Gatorade and, um guys are putting Gatorade in the RBC cup and chugging it it was like we won the Stanley Cup you know like we we were having so much fun you know and that was just uh you know yeah such a special time man when you started in Terrace like what age did you start playing hockey and and who were like your biggest influences you know along the way was it your dad was it your brother you know did you have a hockey hero like you know maybe you know Joe Sackick or you know who who was the guy that (laughs) Now, you know, I know you have some silky mitts like Joe, so it could have been him. No, no, I was yeah, just funny, yeah. So I mean, I just laughed at that just because uh, his his nephews actually used to live in Terrace, and we were like best oh, buddies, really? you know. And I yeah, and I never got to to meet Joe or anything when we were kids, but his his uh, his sister uh, married a guy from Terrace, and they they had some kids, and they lived there for for a while, and we ended up becoming like best buddies, and um, you know, so I always loved the Avalanche. I was more of a Peter Forsberg fan. Um, you know, but like I said, man, my, my brother, he, he was older and he, he played hockey and, um, I idolized him, um, and just wanted to to do what he did. And so, you know, I got put into like, kind of like a, a learn to skate program, like right when I was like two or three and, um, you know, I guess like I'd fall and I just wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't cry or anything. I just like pop back up. I was all pumped up and, you know, just always kind of love being on the ice. And so, um, you know, I got to go on like the ice, um, I think his name was like Chance Stark or something. I have him and his grandpa uh, and his grandpa would go out with him. And so he'd be out there on the ice with, uh, with me and him. And we just get to go and just push the puck around, um, you know? And so just kind of like fell, fell in love with hockey, man, just in that way. And then my brother, you know, he used to, uh, you go to these tournaments, right. And they give you like one, they'd film one game and they give it to you. Uh, you could buy the, the, the VHS. Um, and so we had like a TV that had like the glass screen. And so he would like, you know, say like over three years, we have three of those tapes and we go over those tapes and we'd like, he'd be breaking video down for me, um, you know, about like plays I was making. It wasn't like systems as much as just like trying to see like with me, like creatively and offensively, like what I did and like what, what lanes were actually open and just kind of like trying to recognize patterns and stuff. Like we were just always like so obsessed with hockey and then like knowing that you just had to try and get better um, when it came to hockey. Like there's just there's just so much information out there. Like we used to know that uh, like I used to take cold showers when I was a kid because I heard it was good for you. You know, like I just, from a young age, like I really, really just wanted to do everything. I thought, I think I felt like um, the game came easy to me um, at a young age. And, 
Um, but I was just super hungry, you know, and somewhere along the line, I kind of got a little maybe more complacent with that and just like thought, um, you know, my talent, maybe not ta- capped out, but it would just kind of like um, keep me in the conversation, you know, and just kind of, um, and that's, that's just a whole nother story about, you know, kind of rediscovering the, the passion for getting better and, and, and those kind of things. But um, just from a young age, man, is is mostly my brother for sure. I mean, my parents, they, they gave me the opportunity by putting me into hockey, but um, you know, he used to train with me in the summers when I come home from school, you know, he's always been my right hand guy when it came to, came to the game. I remember meeting your brother. He came to Vernon a few times. He seems like a really, really good guy and always was there supporting you. Was he, I guess, so how, how about your dad, like driving 16 hours to, to drive you to a tournament similar to what my dad did is, but 16 hours, a lot further. Like, did he play hockey? growing up does he have a passion for hockey or was he just the guy that saw that you you loved this sport and there was potential there and he just wanted to you know you know help you out and and foster you in that type of way yeah me and uh my dad and i've had a you know quite the quite the story as far as our relationship goes um you know it's it's hard to really say like I know he came over uh to India you know he spent a little time in Edmonton and got to like watch some of the the you know Gretzky with the Oilers in like the 80s and stuff like that you know some obviously special times um to be, become a hockey fan I guess and you know I think he just he liked hockey I, it's one of those things that I've never really actually you know we kind of disconnected there for a few years and, and just never really gotten to talk to him I guess about uh you know why he did it or how he did it you know it's just looking back on it and even at the time I I knew how crazy it was that he was doing that kind of stuff but yeah they just I think they thought it was good I'm not not really always sure you know I think uh like I said like they I think they always I don't know if someone told them that or what they just thought that I was like going to go to the NHL and they thought I was like uh that I had something special about me when it came to hockey and um you know I don't know as far as their motives and kind of why why or whatnot, you know, like I said, I grew up with quite a bit of pressure on me as far as um, just being like, not not like a meal ticket for the family, but just being a guy that was like, you know, going to go to the NHL and then with that, there comes a certain status and there comes a, a certain lifestyle and just kind of like um, being the one that kind of goes there, you know, and that's, that's where I've, uh, you know, like, like I said, we can go <laughs> and I could talk forever about that as well and just kind of how that maybe impacted me at those times and um, but as far as my relationship with him, you know, like he's, he's kind of, a, he doesn't say a lot, you know, and, and even when I ask him now, you know, it's kind of hard to, to really kind of get down to it. Maybe he's got his own personal reasons for, for why, but I am, uh, I am grateful, man, because, um, he did a lot of crazy stuff to, to give me the opportunity to, to get to play the game, you know, and I think growing up in Terrace, if I would have stayed in Terrace, I'm sure you can attest to that as well. Like there's only so much of a future in the game. You're just too far removed kind of from, um, from the circles of the game uh, to get to those levels, you know, and so the commitment to, to, to be able to take me to the place that I needed to be in to perform and, and, and kind of be able to, to kind of give me every chance. Um, I think uh, when I look back at that, man, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to put into words, like how, how cool that is. Cause I've, I've been able to live a pretty great life uh, with the game of hockey, man. And, and not something I'd ever trade, not ever something that I ever wanted to do anything different with. So. Yeah, it, it's insane how much our parents have done for us. And without them, like this, the, the the 16 hour drives, the early morning, you know, get go to the rink for 6 a.m. practice. You know, whether we have we would have made the NHL or not, it 
just, you know, pays dividends at the end of the day. Like it just made us better people, you know, on and off the ice. So it's, it is really special. Um, and it's, you know, obviously I think those long car rides, it creates a bond with, you know, your father and, and your family going through those things. So it's, it's just a great bonding experience as well. But I want to ask next is how did you know when you were good enough to go play at a higher level? And when did you kind of know, like, you know what, I got to get out of Terrace. I got to go play on a better, higher level team against better players. Like what age were you? And, you know, when did you make that decision? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, a really good question, man. Cause I think that's, it probably comes up for different people at different times. And I think uh, when you look at it now and you look at guys and, and with, with parents and, and kids and trying to map out their, like the perfect route, you know, to get into that level. And that's kind of all it really is, right. Is that you think that you got something special as far as me, like personally, man, I, I don't, I would like, there's never a day where it like just clicked for me. I feel like I always just kind of thought um, that the game kind of came to me. It was just something that made sense to me, it made sense to my mind. And just like athletically, um, you know, I just always felt like I could do everything I wanted to do the way that my, my mind saw the game. I felt like I was able to kind of be able to go and do it, you know, and, and, um, going down to some of those tournaments in Vancouver and, and getting a chance to, you know, either like lead the, the tournament scoring or, or whatever it was, or just be uh, a high level player. And there's always like, you know, a buzz around some of those tournaments and you just kind of get a feel. And I think it, those things just kind of more so confirm like how I always felt about, uh, about myself, you know, and um, I'm not sure if that's just because I started playing at a young age or I just was always at the rink, but it was just, it was always something that I just felt like I was supposed to be doing. Like I, uh, I was good at maybe some other sports as well, but hockey just, it felt like um, that's what I was here to do, you know, uh, I was to play hockey. And that's why I think I've always had so much fun playing the game, you know, and up until, you know, say last season, you know, nine, nine years into my career professionally. And, you know, I haven't played it for like 27, whatever years of my life. Um, you know, they still have to like kick me off the ice for pregame skate. You know, because I just love being on the ice. You know, there's still nothing, nothing better than getting out there, having a couple pucks out there, and just snapping around. You know, like it's, uh, it's kind of a freedom. You know, I think the way my my home life was maybe a little, um, pretty chaotic growing up. And I think you know my my response was always to go downstairs. I had a net down there, and I could play. I could play the music, um, and I could play hockey. You know, I could just always sink myself into the game, and it was just a, a deeper love I think for the game, um, based on like maybe some of the things going on in my personal life. Um, but then also feeling that connection, how like it, it was just like a safe space for me because it just made so much sense to me, um, the game of hockey, you know, and I was able to just always uh, turn to the game and the game gave me kind of everything I was looking for. It just uh, it just felt like I was able to kind of put some of that stuff behind uh, or put it on pause and just and just play, you know, and so. To, to to go out of terrace and to to make that step i think when you you play in some of those tournaments um you know and then i think you get to a certain point man where you, you the hockey i was playing in the winter months um you could see that other guys maybe were starting to take bigger jumps developmentally than maybe i was you know in competition maybe being a bit of a factor because when i go play against those guys i felt like my level would raise um and i'd be able to play there but it was just you know i didn't feel like i was being challenged maybe quite enough in terrace and, and in the leagues that we were playing and, you know, I got to play up um, and I was playing with an age group one, two, three, sometimes four years up in terrace, um, you know, just to get the competition. But um, at a certain point, you kind of just lock into your own, own age group there. Um, and the, the best of the best were down in Vancouver, 
and so having played there for for spring hockey for so long you know like i said i think it was 12 when i when i made that move and it just seemed like that was uh that was kind of the right time you go into peewee and then things seem to get like a lot more competitive in peewee um and then bam you got the bottom draft that comes right and so uh looking back on it now i think we rushed that process way too much and we put too much stock on it you know for sure about like needing to be in a certain place playing a certain team at a certain age playing the right tournament and it's like having the right people look at you and you're like man i was like 14 like that really has you know it doesn't really matter you can develop and you see you know you see guys all the time um you know that at 16 or 17 it clicks for them you know and at 14 or 15 you're kind of like they're not on the radar you know but that's just like there's so much going on for you as as a boy trying to become a man you know or going from a kid into a into a like a young adult kind of thing right and so we made that decision to go and I, I don't think that was a bad decision at all to to go down there to get better competition but that was definitely the, the motivating factor was it just didn't feel like I was getting challenged quite enough because at that age now the, the gap of like who was good um, and who was just like playing because it was fun was like was very clear right it becomes a business almost right speaking of business like how did you get brought on to the to the spring team um obviously like they someone saw your talent and they thought you know this kid you know is going to be good for our team let's bring him in like who who was it how did you get noticed and you know how did that process take place yeah um really cool story man because it wasn't just me uh, i had a running mate with me and we're still friends um but I went down for that tournament. Um, you know, like I said, we went for one tournament when I was in Terrace and I was like six. And then we went again at seven to the same tournament. It was a super series. And there's a guy there, his name was Wolf Fiedler. Um, you know, he's very successful in business. Uh, and he was starting up a team and it was called the BC Selects. And so he uh he had identified me as as a guy that uh that he thought was a good player. And he, you know, he had a bunch of other guys, and the other guy, um, Brendan Ranford. He was he was living on the island at the time and so same thing you know he wasn't part of the vancouver scene i wasn't part of the vancouver scene um but he would bring us in for the spring tournaments so we we're these two outsiders and, and we go stay at his house and he had like the sickest house i've ever seen probably still to this day man like just like the coolest house like just uh you know like i said really really successful guy he was so good to me man he was so good to my family um like after a tournament, like there's a limo sitting there to, uh, getting ready to take me to the airport to go fly home. Like just little like gestures like that, man, where it's just like, you're just really, yeah. Like it just, it, it was just so many good feelings with that, man. Like looking back and, and he was the one that, that brought me there to, to be there full time. And, and, you know, we had uh, a lot of success, um, for being kind of a team. Like there's a couple of teams that were all Vancouver guys and, and, uh, you know, guys that were going to end up playing at the Bernie Winter Club, North Shore Winter Club. And they, um, they were the top dogs and we kind of came out of nowhere and we'd always compete with these guys. Oh, I remember I hated the so. BC selects. You guys were loaded. <laughs> I think you guys beat us in the challenge cup finals one year too. Absolute heartbreak city for us. But we knew like, I think if yeah. you look at a picture of that, your team, there's almost every player that played pro at some point. Yeah. There's yeah. Man, there's, there's some, like I said, like, it was pretty crazy to look back at that time period, man, and think about like the spring hockey and think about like the buzz around it. And I'm sure just like being kids and stuff, it felt like way more than it probably would for, for us now at this age. But man, it just felt like there was like the entire hockey world was just paying attention to to what was going on. You know, like there was at these tournaments that just seemed to be like, you know, just so much. It was just a this giant bubble. Right. And it was uh, just a very cool atmosphere. And like, yeah, like I said, like we were, 
I think at the start, like not supposed to be very good. And then we just kind of always, um, you know, would find ourselves in semifinals and finals and, and um, we we're just kind of like a, a band of misfits, but uh, we just, we had like just unreal team camaraderie. It was just all guys that, uh, that got along really well. And like I said, with Wolf uh, at the helm there, man, he really just like created a culture and was just so accessible to us and, and just provided so much for us, you know, that, that just made the experience like just, just so great, you know, and he, uh, uh, very thankful to him you know I haven't spoken to him in, in years and years and years and years you know but like to think now about like the commitment that he made with me you know it definitely seems like it seems kind of surreal really to think that someone like that would have just at, at that age you know decided to to kind of do that how was the the transition process when you're 12 years old living in a big city yeah school I mean it was you know school was definitely different um and then just yeah man like I was I was just living with my dad at the time. Uh, my dad moved down. So we'd like, you know, it was just like, yeah, kind of strange times, man. I just remember being like, uh, there's some some parts of it were fun and, and a lot of parts of it man, were, were pretty tough on me too. Um, just having the, the family kind of split up at that point. Um, you know, being in Vancouver and kind of away from, you know, I'd come down there for in the past, like to, to do tournaments and stuff like that, but to be in school and like kind of leave leave all that i mean I had, a, I had a full life in terrace you know even though i was going to play in these tournaments down in vancouver um you know i have friends and i grew up and, and went to school and preschool and swimming and soccer and, and basketball and i did all this stuff with all these guys um and that life just like and now looking back now like i truly left that life behind it wasn't like i i left and went back um you know when i left to go down and play um that was bye-bye to, to terrace um that was bye-bye to my life there my friends there um, you know, and there's like one guy maybe I keep in touch with him. And that's like every year on, on our birthdays, you know, we'll say, we'll say happy birthday. And that's about it, you know? And so that was, you know, I, I did have a tough time transitioning, man. I was, you know, I was being 12 and, um, you know, if there's times in the season where, I, you know, I kind of felt like an outcast with the team and, and then, you know, you pair that on top, you go to school and you kind of feel the same way. Um, you know, and then my dad, if he wasn't taking me to hockey, he was either working, you know, so I was just kind of sitting there by myself in a basement suite in Vancouver on the premise that I was doing it, you know, to make that, the NHL. The same thing. No I was, no. we rented a basement suite too in Kamloops and my dad would have to go back for work and stuff too. So I'd be alone for a week at a time, buy me TV dinners to, to get by. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, Dylan just, you know, put her in for 20 minutes. Don't burn the place down. Yeah. <laughs> Yogurt for breakfast, you know, just scoop it out of the, you know, out of the container, like, it's uh yeah that's what i mean man it, it is crazy to have the perspective now look back on it and just be like all that was just uh it was just to, to to make the nhl really when you when you break it down what happened i guess so you had two good years in bantam and then the bantam draft comes what happened there did you you get drafted um and then you know what was the feeling like of that second year bantam yeah i mean i was in abbotsford um you know, there was two other guys, I think, on the team, maybe three, uh, two other fours and a defenseman and maybe a goalie. And, and those were the guys that really, like, were pushing as far as the draft is concerned, you know. And we had a really good team. We had a lot of other good players as well. Uh, but as far as, like, being focused on, like, going maybe in the first round, second round, um, those kind of guys, you know. And I had a really good season um, with that year. Ended up talking to every team but Kelowna. Kelowna had the second overall pick that year in the draft. Um, knew they weren't going to take me. Never talked to them. But I talked to every other team. So whatever, there's like 20 teams, right? Like 19 of them. And I thought I was really, 
I thought I was going to go go high in the draft. You know, I, I really thought I was going to go in the first round just off of kind of what I talked to to with the teams and kind of the feedback that they're giving me. You know, and I ended up not going to like the fifth round. And I remember Vancouver called and it's like, hey, like we heard like you're going to go the NCAA route. And I was like, no. And at that point, I hadn't thought about Why'd it they for think a that? second. I thought I was going to go. Um, I know I to this day, I have no idea. But that was that was the phone call I got. Um, was that they thought I was going to school. And I was like, I've never thought about school. I'm not going to school. I want to go to the WHL because I want to play in the NHL. Um, and so they drafted me on the spot. Um, like I said, I was fifth round. So like 150, 151st overall, I think it was. 150 um, pounds soaking wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Never the biggest guy, that's for sure. Uh <laughs> something neither of us have with size, I guess, right? But you know, whatever. I, yeah. So I, I mean that was that was the band of draft experience for me. Um, you know, and then I went in midget the year after, and that was the OHA. And we actually went down to Boston for like a showcase tournament we got to see some schools there and that was my first time seeing a school um and no one like i had no idea really about ncaa hockey never really thought about it or cared at that point no one really went from there to the nhl that much it wasn't like it wasn't like any chatter about it um and i went there and saw the school saw the facilities saw the game and i was like no i want to do that that's cool that's pretty cool you know and then going to, to vernon's camp at 16 like i said that camp ended up being ahead of um, you know, at 15, they'd asked to sign and they asked a lot of guys to sign, you know, and you just lose your eligibility, uh, with no chance of playing. And that didn't make sense to me, um, to give up the school option. So I just never signed then. And then at 16, yeah, Vernon's campus first, Vernon tells me I made the team, you know, and I felt pretty good about that. I knew Vancouver at the time, uh, Don Hay was the coach and, and Don Hay didn't really play 16 year olds. Um, you know, like he had Evander King the year before me, um, you know, they won the Mem cup, but you know, Evander King didn't really play a, uh, a whole lot. Sorry, that was the year they won the Mem Cup, and then you know Evander was sixteen, and you know, and he was like a top guy, and he, you know, he got to play a little bit, but not really like a lot, you know. And so I didn't, I didn't see myself going in there and playing more than he was going to play. That's for sure. And it didn't make sense to give up the eligibility if I wasn't really going to play. Um, and I had an opportunity to play junior A, so I went back to Vernon, and and you know, and that they have like the blue white game in training camp and I ended up talking to a bunch of schools. And so going into that camp in Vancouver, I had already talked to a couple of schools and, and I knew that, you know, like uh full rides were kind of on the table for me. Um, you know, and so I was like, well, let's just, let's just stay with this. You know, I'm not going to play at 16 here. So, you know, I can sign a, a scholarship play junior A and if it still makes sense at 17, then we can go. So you thought at 16 that you might have a chance to get a scholarship, like after the blue and white game, there's teams talking to you. Yeah, like I pretty much had like offers um, ready to go. You know, I had like a, I had a really strong camp, you know, and and, and for whatever reason, like there's probably like five or six teams, uh, you know, that reached out. And that was kind of the start of my my contact with them. And they call me like whatever it was, like once a week, they're allowed to call you, you know, and I stayed in contact with like them. And, then, you know, the number of teams kind of grew uh, as far as like colleges. And, and then uh, at 17, you're allowed to, at least for being out of, out of province, you have to write the SAT um, before you can do the fly down visits, right? So, uh, as you know, obviously, and um, I went down and, and BU was one of the teams I saw when I was in midget um, and knew I wanted to go and they were interested right off the hop. And so uh, when I went on a visit there, I pretty much was ready to commit uh, commit on the spot. So that first year you had, you ended up having a good rookie year and talking to BU and, and did you sign with BU that first year? No, uh, just because I wanted to do the fly down. So I couldn't do the fly down yet. And you're allowed, whatever it was, supposed to be five, right? And so 
um the advice i was getting was just like hey like you want to make sure that you go there and you get a feel for for the school yeah before you commit instead of just talking to someone over the phone because there's so many things that go into um if it's a right fit for you than just like knowing that they want you to play opportunity wise you never know like if it's a smaller school or maybe not as much of a uh, of a hockey school what opportunities laid for there for me but for me i was you know i was like this is this is a place that you know makes any chellers and this is like if you want to go to that next level like this place this this place does that they have players here now that do that they've had players in the past and the guys that they have coming in these guys are all like legit players uh, so fast forward end of that year in vernon you guys lose in you guys what you guys lost in the rbc cup that year or no you won that year yeah, you guys ended up yeah, winning. Won. So you've won back to back, second year with me. First year you yeah. won it against Victoria, um, and then and then yeah. kind of go through your summer after that. Yeah, so we win. Uh, we were yeah in Victoria for the RBC. Great experience. Uh, Winning. We're going to do exit meetings, um, and I get a phone call on my way to the exit meeting, and it was the Chicago Steel, and they're like, "Hey." you know, we're in the USHL. Um, we have like an expand or whatever it is, like an import draft or something like that. And then we're going to take you. And I was like, I had no, never not talked to anyone uh, from them before. I had no idea that was like on the radar or anything. So they, they take me in this draft. Um, I guess they even talked to my parents a little bit and just kind of like promising the kitchen sink, um, you know, to them. And, and so, you know, I, I come home after, uh, you know, celebrating with the boys and, and, you know, the championship, and uh there's spring camps like in june and there's a plane ticket to chicago there um and i was like in my mind there's no chance i'm leaving vernon we just won the national championship i was 16 i got to play on the first line like life was as you know it was it was perfect you know for me um and they really wanted me to go and so i went down there for the spring camp um you know this is like two months after you went there rbc like i'm not in great shape or anything um haven't really been like working out like i just you know just kind of been hanging out after winning the championship and uh you know but they're still like they they rolled the red carpet out and everything was like was great and I just really felt uh with that decision there's just so much pressure it's like you know for my parents I had an advisor at the time um you know saying like NHL draft you want to go in the first round like you want to go second round you got to get out of there you got to go to the USHL that's where who, like guys get drafted who said that like, who's giving you that advice your agent yeah, I had an agent at the time, um, or an advisor, you know, I wasn't paying him, but it was like well, why um, did he why did he think that the USHL was so much better than the you know the BCHL at that point? I think most of it had to do with just that draft. That year of the draft, there's a guy's uh maybe two guys that went in the first round out of the USHL and like no one went out of the BCHL. Ironically, the year after that, Bo Bennett goes in the first round of the NHL draft out of the BCHL, out of Penticton, right? And so uh that's what like looking back on that, um the, the, you know, my, I'm, I'm still very close to my Bill family from Chicago and I know that they're like meant to be in my life, meant to be part of my story. And so I would never take that back. Um, but just from the hockey aspect of it, you know, there was no need to leave Vernon, never should have left Vernon. Um, because you know, everything, everything was right there. And I think that was, uh, a big theme maybe in my career and just kind of like maybe for my parents, you know, about always trying to look for the fast track to the team or like just like being afraid that it was going to get taken away if we didn't get there in time 
you know, and just chasing these opportunities instead of like, you know, looking at the bigger picture and, and the relationships and, and just uh, the environment for growth um, and all those other things that, that really factor. in. like I said about the decision about going to school, there's so much that goes into that decision. I think like your, your path and, and kind of where you are, like, as far as your development goes, there's such a bigger picture than just like the highest level or the best team or the best this, um, what's the best fit for you. Right. And for me, that was Vernon. That's how obviously I ended up coming back, um, to Vernon and fortunate to be able to do that, you know, and just, and that's in my draft year too, you know, so just, you know, missing like two, two and a half months of hockey, trying to get that transfer done. And it all ended up being worth it. Cause you know, we went on the playoffs and we ended up winning a national championship. But, uh, as far as me personally, I know that definitely didn't, uh, didn't help the cause. Um, just kind of having such a crazy draft year. That's for sure. And then, I wish I was a fly on that wall when uh, you went into Coach Fern's office there and told him that you're going to be leaving after just winning a natty championship. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's obviously a lot of confusion and, and rightfully so from their side. Um, you know, to their credit, they, you know, they kind of just said like, hey, like, well, what do we not thinking they needed to do anything? Because I was already, you know, 16 year old on the first line of a championship team, but just saying like, you know, you know, is there something that we can do for you kind of thing, you know, and I just, I, my heart really wanted to be in Vernon, but um, there's a lot of people in my head, I think at that point, and it just seemed like I didn't really have it to say that I was going to go to Chicago, whether I said I was staying in Vernon or not. Um, Chicago is kind of going to be where I was, where I was going to go. You know, I think that's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, value in that. Just knowing like, you know, there's, there's a lot of other people I'm sure that have had that decision to make or, whether it's that exact decision or something very similar. And it's just, uh, I think it's just so important to, to be able to look at it from, from all factors, you know, and not just like be so soul minded and being like, well, I really want to get drafted. And I was like, I need to get drafted that year. And it's like, you know, now looking back on it, like I'm going to school, I have the opportunity to go to the top university. I have that time uh, to fully develop. You know, I have my, another year in Vernon on a great team with a lot of guys returning a chance to run it back, you know, and a chance to be a year older and start the year on the first line and like, you know, be a top scorer in the league. Um, and what that can do for me as a, as far as my development goes, as far as my confidence goes, and I'm already in a place that I'm comfortable. I'm already in a place that's, you know, pushing me in that direction, um, you know, and not needing to get out of that um, just to chase something maybe shinier because it wasn't um, because of the right environment for me. Uh, it, it was Vernon, right? And that's why, um, you know, coming back, there was success and it was the right fit coming back because that was where I was supposed to be. Hey guys, so we're going to stop the episode there and we'll continue it next week. We still have the rest of Sahir's professional and university career. So please tune in next week as we finish the story of Sahir's career. Thanks for listening.